Hello and welcome to Energy Voice Out Loud for the third and final day of Subsea Expo. But we still have a handful of really great interviews queued up today. Right now, I'm joined with Emma from Scottish Renewables. How are you doing today? Good, thanks, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I think you might be the first person that's asked me that. Oh. So that's very nice of you. Thank you. Um, so tell me, why did you attend uh, Subsea Expo this year? So Scottish Renewables is a supporting sponsor of the Subsea Expo and we work closely with the Global Underwater Hub to support the growth of the Scottish supply chain. Um, the Subsea Expo is a really great platform for the Scottish Renewables team to engage with supply chain companies who have transferable skills from their sector into renewable energy um, technologies such as offshore wind and marine energy. And obviously, maybe slightly more importantly, how have you been enjoying uh, Subsea Expo 2023? So Subsea Expo has been a really great event. Um, you know, as you can hear, I'm kind of losing my voice slightly from all of the conversations I've been having over the last couple of days. Um, we've chatted to a lot of companies, a lot of subsea supply chain companies, um, companies that maybe supply things like electrical components or quality assurance, um, but also fabrication. So we chatted to a really great company yesterday called Forsyth, who are a local fabrication company and they supply the offshore oil and gas sector, but also the Scottish whisky industry and they're looking to diversify into renewable energy. So it's really great chatting to all of those companies and learning all about them. The, the Global, Global Underwater Hub have put on such a really great event, so yeah, a really big well done and congratulations to them for hosting us here. Oh, that sounds amazing, sounds like good chat and some good whiskey to go along with it, can't beat that. So uh, obviously we're expecting the, uh, the supply chain report later in the year but when can we expect Scottish Renewables to be hosting that? So the Scottish Renewables Supply Chain Impact Statement will come out early spring. Um, it's an annual publication which highlights the thriving Scottish companies that are delivering work across renewable energy technology and they're already seeing benefits from that sector. Um, they're delivering work across um, projects all across Scotland but also internationally. Um, in that report there are some companies that um, cover lots of different technologies. Um, there's uh, Fugro who are a geodata specialist. Um, they have been operating in the renewable energy sector for over 25 years and they employ over 400 people at their Scottish offices. Um, also in that report we have companies like um, Balmoral who are a subsea cable protection specialist. They're based here in Aberdeen um, and they're diversifying from the roots in oil and gas into renewable energy. Uh, we also have the 2022 Renewable Heat Installer of the Year, IMS Heat, heat Pumps. Um, and we also have um, innovative tidal technology company Nova Innovation. So a diverse array of companies in there. So you'll have to read the report to find out more of oh. those. <laughs> so we're not getting any sneak peeks today, no? <laughs> maybe, maybe I can push you for a little sneak peek. What, um, what issues or challenges are the supply chain in renewables facing this year? So, I mean, there's a huge pipeline of projects coming through in the renewable energy sector, as you know. That, you know, it's the biggest industrial opportunity that the UK has, you know, in front of it in a long time. And to get there and to deliver all those projects, there's a lot of work to be done. And that's where the supply chain comes in. Um, one of the key things around that is the Scottish ports. So currently our Scottish ports aren't fully equipped to deliver all of the supply chain requirements that we need to deliver all the projects that we need to meet net zero. Um, of course, we welcome the announcement of the two green free ports in Scotland that was announced earlier this year, um, but all Scottish ports will need to be supported. <laughs> Um, supporting those ports will ensure that we have the homegrown clean energy supply, um, clean energy that Scotland needs to meet net zero, but also ensure that Scotland benefits from those projects. In addition to our ports, we need to support the SME supply chain, so Scotland's small and medium enterprises will need support to grow in the expanding sector. 
um, and we'll also need to help support those companies into international markets as well. So not just for the Scottish pipeline of projects, but for those coming, you know, across the wider globe. Obviously, those are the challenges that are being faced immediately. But going forward, what should the supply chain be looking out for in terms of challenges? Um, so there's, of course, supporting our ports and supporting the SMEs. But um, in terms of where we are now and how to get there, there's not really a clear path. There's going to be a long journey ahead and Scotland needs an industrial strategy to showcase, you know, here's what we need to deliver and here's how we're going to get there. So a clear plan and industrial strategy for Scotland with a supply chain plan would be really important for them. Well, I think that's everything I had to ask you today, Emma, but would you like to tell the Energy Voice readership anything else while you're here at Subsea Expo 2023? Um, I think... There's a couple of really exciting things happening in Scottish renewables this year, um, particularly in the energy transition and supply chain space. We're expanding the energy transition and supply chain team um, because we're seeing a lot more interest from companies looking to move into the renewable sector and we want to support them as much as we can. Um, and we also have our supply chain focused awards coming up, which is also here in Aberdeen in August. Um, and that is our Net Zero Energy Transition Awards. So we encourage any companies looking to showcase what they're doing in that space to nominate themselves when the nominations open. Want to put in the diary for August then? Yes, uh, thank absolutely. You, thank you very much for agreeing to talk with us. Thanks very much, Ryan. And we'll be at the Energy Voice stand later today with some more excellent exclusive interviews here from the last day of Subsea Expo 2023. Preconceptions about the pace at which the energy transition would occur have been upended by gas and energy price spikes. Amid this short-term volatility though, the UK must take steps to follow through with its net zero commitments. In the fourth episode of Net Zero Nudge, Energy Voice, in association with EY, drills into some of the questions around electric vehicles. Everyone seems to be thinking about moving to EVs, but is the UK ready? In this episode, Maria Benson, partner at EY, Neil Isaacson, CEO of Liberty Charge, and Peter Dominey, COO of Tether talk us through some of the challenges around how to keep this new fleet moving, what we need, what we're getting, and maybe even some ideas about the alternatives. That's Net Zero Nudge, episode four on EVs, out now. And we're back with our last interview of Subsea Expo 2023 here at the Energy Voice stand. I'm joined by James from Motive. Tell me a little bit about what I your motive for being here over Subsea Expo 2023? Yeah, so we've, we've been at every Subsea Expo for the past eight years, I think. So it's, it's an important event for us. It's probably, probably one of the best exhibitions that we do um, as, a, as a company. It's certainly an exhibition this scale. It's certainly the best one we do. And it's really about engaging with not, not just our clients, I mean, obviously our clients, but also you know, other SMEs that we collaborate with, our supply chain, you know, other stakeholders of the business. So it's a, it's a really important event for us just to, you know, re-engage, you know, since, since the last time we've seen them um, and just keep a relationship alive and, you know, but also meet new people, uh, meet new clients and, you know, build the brand. So, yeah, a number of reasons. You can't just say, right, that's why we're here. So it's a, it's a number of reasons, but overall it's a, it's a really important event. Um, and, and one of the best ones that we do. It's all about getting everyone in the room together and having those important conversations and meeting up and establishing those relationships, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. And, you know, there's the, there's the events outside this as well. You know, there's, there's always an evening uh, uh, networking event to go to as well, which, which are also very important and, and you know, really valuable for, for you know, building relationships and maintaining relationships. 
definitely, definitely. And obviously, um, you know, the transition has been a massive talking point, not just at this event, but in the energy sector as a whole for the past couple of years. So I guess my question to you is, how is Motive handling that transition? Yeah, so we, in, in 2015, coming out of the downturn, you know, we were really, we're, we're probably about 95% in oil and gas. And, you know, we recognised we needed a more sustainable business model. So, you know, we strategically diversified. Um, and, and, and now, you know, the target this year is 60-40 is, uh, in, in favour of, of uh, non-oil and gas, which is mostly offshore wind. The simple way we've done it is, is, is basically just keeping close to our clients. So our clients have trans transitioned and, and still transitioning. So that's an easy win for us. Um, however, you know, we, we're also steering the business in that direction with where we are geogra geographically. So we've got a, a renewables hub in, in Blythe in northeast England where there's a lot of renewables work. Um, you know, the, a lot of cable manufacturers are there and there's a, a lot of offshore wind farms down, you know, off of that east coast. So, you know, we, we have a, a, a full-blown uh, operation set up there. We've got a, a, Ben Gray, who's our northeast of England manager, is based there now. So he's got a lot of experience with flexible, flexible lay. So, um, so it, there's a number of initiatives, but the the kind of probably the biggest, easiest one is just you know keep close to our clients, and uh, you know they're kind of almost dragging us along that transition with them. Our our, our products are very versatile in both industries, um, and also our staff are, are, are very multi-skilled. It's it's you know it's one of the one of the things we promote within the business, so that they can be they can be utilised in both offshore wind and oil and gas. They've got the, the training and the, the you know the skill set to operate in both. So it's it's uh, we've I suppose geared the company up to operate in both. And you know here at the Subsea Expo, um, Motive had a, a talk on Tuesday, and digitalisation was mentioned quite heavily. But what does that mean for both your firm and for your clients? So we've. We've embraced innovation within the business, and, and we have from a, from a very early age of the business. But we've significantly ramped up over the past two to three years. We've we've got a, a dedicated R and D department with, with dedicated staff just doing that. Um, you know, we've got graduates in there. We've got a partnership with Aberdeen University, um, and we've really embraced the you know the, the digitalization is, is a kind of modern modern uh, phrase for it, but it's it's basically um, yeah, adding adding embracing and adding technology to, you know, existing processes and and, and uh, you know our equipment really. So um, yeah, so the the, the, the digital digitalization of our equipment is really about um, gathering the data from the equipment. So we do that with a with a series of different sensors. And devices, uh, we record that data, and then we, we can then analyze it and, and add in some AI, artificial intelligence, which allows us to uh, look at trends, and then we can use that for predictive maintenance. We can use that to, to you know, for for making the equipment more efficient. So you know, we can shut the equipment down when it's not um, when it's not in use, which allows the you know, the carbon footprint to be reduced. Um, and we could feed all this back to the client. So now we've got our client, our client um, um, experience now is, is really a dashboard that we provide for them, and they can see in the dashboard everything that they need for their for their project, which is all the the real time live data from the actual equipment. 
they've got the historical data, so the certification and all the all the documentation for the equipment. So it's 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 allowing the customer to have the, the kind of ultimate experience with, with the dashboard. So I'm hitting you with all the big topics today. I'll be honest. We've ta- we've tackled transition. There's also a big talking point of uh, the skill shortage within the the industry. How how is your firm finding recruiting new people and getting those uh, experienced people in the door? Not on purpose, but. When we first started the business, we, we um, you know, one of the one of the real focuses was was our, our CSR. We have an internal organisation that we we don't really advertise, but it exists called Team Motive, which which is a, a you know an internal organisation that, that heads up our CSR. So we do all sorts of team building exercises, raising money for charity, and really try and promote a really positive culture within the business. So because of this, we generally haven't had a haven't had, I would say, the, the difficulty of recruiting that, that some other companies have. Um, so we also, with that, we also uh, have a, a, a really strong focus on, on training and um, apprentices. So, so we, we take on four to six apprentices every year. We also have, and they're coming through you know, the, the workshops and the, the, the operation side of the business, but we also have a lot of trainees coming through the business as well and, and, and graduates. So, you know, we very much grow our own talent you know, to a point. So some of the most senior people in the business, you know, started off life with us as an apprentice or a, or a trainee, which is, which is really satisfying to see. And you know, you just keep doing it and keep doing it. It just, it, so, so it, it doesn't solve all the problems, you know, we're, we're growing really fast, so we, we do need to recruit out with that pool as well, but we just keep topping that pool up with, with you know, from the bottom with new school leavers and uh, university leavers. So I think that's, that's our, you know, that's, that's our strategy for it. Um, I, 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 you know, speaking generally, I do think there's probably a lack of apprentices coming through and trainees coming through. I don't want to go too deep into it, but you know, part of the problem is there. There's just a lack of lack of support, um, and, and and maybe a, a a general understanding that you know apprentices taking on an apprentice is quite a commitment. And for a small business, it is. Um, I, I was quite lucky that you know I, I followed an apprenticeship, and you know the, the, the business I worked with previously, you know, was 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 really embraced apprenticeships as well. And I I, I personally interviewed and, and took on a lot of apprentices and mentored a lot of apprentices so I've been doing it for a lot of years previous previous to my starting up motive so um, I, I knew the process quite quite intimately and it, it's, it's something that you know really embraced from day one I think the third employee we took on at motive was an apprentice so it's, it's something that's in our DNA really and uh, but I do think there's you know there is there is a lack of opportunities for you know, people leaving school, which is a shame, but I don't know what the solution is. <laughs> Not a problem. We're not an- asking you to answer all the big questions in the world today. Don't worry about that. But uh, while I've got you here, James, and thank you very much for joining us, but would you like to say anything else to the Energy Voice readership while you're here? That's a good question. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. Um, I, think, I think maybe just because we are where we are today, I think really encourage um, other SMEs and, and larger organisations to support not just this exhibition, but you know the offshore Europe as well. Um, I, I do think, I do fear of you know for the for the future of some of these exhibitions. You know, there's, there's less. You know, I, I feel that 
it could be better supported. You know, we, we, we support it best we can. We get a lot of value out of it. I think it's a really fundamental part of our marketing mix and brings a lot of value to the business. You know, we, we've, we're growing the business quite aggressively just now, so it's, you know, this sort of thing's important. And I, I, do, th I do think a lot of companies in the Northeast here are really missing a trick by not even coming along, you know, just as a delegate, if nothing else. But, you know, exhibiting here is, is, is really good value for money for us. Um, and, I, and I really think, you know, it could be, it, 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 it should have a bright future, but I do think other companies should really support it a bit more. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for joining us, James. So this is the last of our interviews here at Subsea Expo 2023 at the Energy Voice Stand. Thank you very much for listening to this very special edition of Energy Voice Out Loud. And to stay up to date with all things Subsea Expo and make sure you're involved in the energy conversation, stay tuned to Energy Voice. Out Loud is the podcast from Energy Voice, leading the global energy conversation. Bookmark and subscribe to energyvoice.com, sign up to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for expert analysis and insight right across the energy sector. Subscribe to Out Loud on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do encourage colleagues and friends to listen to Out Loud too. If you've enjoyed it, leaving a rating or review, especially on Apple Podcasts, helps others discover it too. Thank you.